I am, ironically, more optimistic about the prospects of dealing with the problems we talked about today, as well as so many other problems we have right now, than I've ever been in my whole career. And you say, well, why in the hell would you say that, Biden? You just talked about all these difficulties. Well, I'll tell you why. Because the American public, the blinders have been taken off. They've all of a sudden seen a hell of a lot clearer. They're saying, geez, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. Or I got a young Hispanic is out there, these dreamers are out there, 60,000 of them acting as first responders and nurses and docs. Welcome to the Bagland Podcast. This is your host, Bagland DP, where we discuss politics, tech, and tangibles. We're going to be promoting these black-owned businesses throughout the night, but I think we're going to have to go hard and unrefined on jumping Jim Crow 94 Crime Bill Joe and Crime Koala right out the gate. See, jumping Jim Crow 94 Crime Bill Joe, or should I say King Joffrey Joe, what they've been doing is they've been running around saying, well, okay, we don't really have the black vote right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to lightweight quasi insult you. If you remember, if anybody ever recalls um, Uncle Ben's rice, and if you ever recall Aunt Jemima, back in the day, in the early 1900s, what they would do is they would tell, they really didn't want to refer to black folk as Mrs. or Mr. So what they did is they gave them these so-called quasi-respect uh, we'll give you aunt or uncles, but we're not going to regard you as being a grown man or a grown woman in the system of racism, white supremacy. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you these little quasi-respect names. So what they did is let's give, oh, so black folks could stock the shelf. We couldn't bend the doctors or the lawyers. You see how they, how slick he did that real quick? How he relegated us to stocking shelves and warehouse work. It reminds me of that old AOC move. Remember when Alexandria, Alexandria Cortez, with her phony ass, came up with that little Hillary Clinton accent, talking about, this is what justice looks like. It looks like. It looks like. Basically telling niggas, hey, look, you at the bottom of the totem pole, you should be proud. You should be proud to doing menial work that don't really pay you anything. You should be proud to do that. Y'all came off the plantation. You should be proud of that. It sounds like the 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 dominoes in a barbecue Hillary, crooked Hillary in Harlem. So again, you ain't black. You're not diverse. And all y'all could do is stock the shelves while these Latinos are doctors, lawyers, and emergency response people. That's really what he was saying. I'm going to take a different approach when I look at this debate analysis 
pretty boring, but I noticed some very key things and I wanted to stay in the question mode. Now, I noticed in Silence of the Lambs, if anybody's watched Silence of the Lambs, notice that Dr. Hannibal Lecter, he focused heavily on sharp, intricate questions that peel the layers back. Psychiatrists stay in the question mode. He said, Clarice, tell me about your childhood. See, he got in Clarice's head. She didn't say, don't you lecture me, because he stayed in the question mode. So let me look at some of my notes here. Crime Koala got to talking about the American people. I noticed Pence, he, 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 he said something that was very interesting on that debate. He said tens of millions of doses. When they were asking him questions about the vaccine, he relegated it to tens of millions of doses, which means that they've already been getting it together. They've already been manufacturing this. So by the end of the year, you could have tens of millions of doses. You dig? Then he also mentioned something about Jim Crow Joe in 2009. I think it was something about he didn't handle some swine flu ordeal correctly or something. Then Crime Koala came back talking about some research and development. You could get a two-year free college degree, $10,000 student loan debt, uh, wiping that out. And I was kind of thinking to myself, I said, this is this Michelle Obama 2.0 garbage. Free college degree. They told us to go to college. Now niggas really, no, we need a two-year college. No, we need a two-year business grant. Not a two-year college, uh, a two-year free college. Because then they start hitting you with that old, oh, well, you know, you could do liberal arts and you could start doing these little bullshit degrees that don't really commit to any tangibles. I also noticed something that she mentioned something about serving. Oh, well, you know, I served on the intelligence committee. Don't you lecture me. I served on the intelligence committee. I said, okay, well, that doesn't sound very intelligent. That sounds like a conflict of interest because the badge benders of the executioner squad in the Compton LAPD, since you were a senator from California, you weren't doing anything to get rid of the ambush anti-black lynchings by the LAPD and the Compton sheriff. Let me go into the question mode. How many race soldiers were prosecuted when Crime Koala was running California as a top cop, as she says? Did she have any intelligence about Matrice Richardson besides using her as a prop to get on her nice little professional, uh, her professional, uh, manifesto? Ain't heard nothing from that. I haven't heard a word. Then Koala clarified, hey, you could go ahead and kill a child in late term. I support late term murder of a young black child. I support that. That's what that was her words. Then they started talking about something of 26 years of age, you know, not being on their parents coverage. I didn't even know you could be on your parents coverage at 26 years of age, 26 years of age. I was kind of getting it in on my own. I didn't even know you could do that. But I started thinking, okay, let's say they had a pre-existing condition like diabetes or, you know, some type of heart issue or whatever the case may be. 
but let's go back to that intelligence ordeal see when you start looking at what's happening down there in in Kentucky I was gonna wait to talk about this but when you look at all the so-called intelligence they start talking about this intelligence committee and all of this these are basically like some Negro boule uh, liberal left arm luncheon that they probably just sit up and discuss well we heard this and we heard that and you know but I'm not hearing anything about punishment if you had so much damn intelligence and you were on the intelligence committee, then you should be able to intelligently start prosecuting some of these race soldiers, district attorneys, and judges who were all complicit in murdering, murdering Brianna Taylor. But you ain't intelligent about that, is you? Then she tried to bring up 1864 Lincoln. That's no hero. She brought up another person who did nothing for black folks as the new black media has clearly defined and explained it the civil war and as dr claude anderson said the civil war was all about tangibles for the north and the south it had nothing to do with providing black folks constructive help you should know this by now i'm not about to explain it to you then she tried to uh you know, Pence start talking about, well, if they pack the court and Kuala has the most anti-black between her and Jim Crow Joe, they have the most anti-black policies by definition, by definition and track record. We're not talking about how people feel. We're talking about what they've done actions, not just what they've said. You dig? She started talking this garbage about police reform, banning chokeholds, uh, natural registry, no punishment. I knew that was coming. Soon as the Democrats got on there, start talking about, well, you know, and they were like, well, back then, DP, you always getting on the Democrats. You don't never talk about the Republicans. Well, the Republicans don't need our, our vote. It's the Democrats that need our vote. They want the black vote. They want Castle Black folks of the Night's Watch to come and save the damn day so everybody else can get tangibles except us. No, we're not doing that. King's Landing will burn on its own. No. The thing with Brianna Taylor, she started, she should have started bringing up Professor Black Truth did an excellent series on this. He did a three-part series on what on, on the race soldiers down there in, you know, in uh Kentucky. Excellent series. Professor Black Truth did an excellent series on that. Crime Kuala didn't mention anything about punishing the coon nigga down there in Kentucky. She didn't mention any. See, with this natural this national registry, she wasn't talking about defunding the police, banning chokeholds. You could ban the chokehold, but they're not talking about the punishment of the chokehold. They are pro-police. Her and Jim Crow Joe. Everybody's more worried about this damn fly on this nigga's head. Stop worrying about the goddamn fly and let's get back to the point. That fly ain't gonna bring no tangibles to the descendants of the slaves. See, what it is is we're in another serious moment where niggas wanna sit around and joke. They wanna sit around and joke and you know, post all these little goofy-ass memes about a goddamn fly. No, you need to be asking Crime Koala, what is the punishment for a for, for a, a banned chokehold? 
And when you're talking about police reform, this is that sensitivity training bullshit that Donald J with the toupee decided that he was going to get rid of. We not having this in government no more. We don't care how you feel. Cash rules everything around you. Give us our tangibles. This was an appropriate soundtrack for the Bagland podcast tonight. Cash rules everything around. Reparations 2020. Reparations, reparations, reparations. The National Registry, all that is is just another database so they can track down, oh, well, okay, you killed a black male. All right, let's go back to Tamir Rice. The race soldier who ambushed and murdered Tamir Rice, he was hired at many different police departments. So, again, we know that. Everyone knows that. But he hasn't been punished. So that registry is a bunch of garbage. Let me look through my notes again and see what else I got. I noticed another thing. Pitts didn't, he didn't step back. He stood heavy on law and order. He, he came with his stone cold white supremacy, law and order. When she started asking him questions about, you know, black folks being ambushed and lynched and this, that, and the third. And, you know, when she did her little half-ass session about that, he pivoted right over to talking about rioting and looting. He stayed on law and order. And notice how he compared a salon to human life. I told you, when George Floyd was ambushed and lynched on 38th of Chicago in my hometown, cash rules everything around, tangibles. When, when Mr. Floyd was ambushed and lynched by $1 million bail getting out of Minnesota Chauvin, what ended up happening was what ended up happening was when he did that I noticed I had to go to Woodbury to get my son some some uh some food god damn it met the man he keeps talking alright we hear you dollar dollar bills tangibles reparations 2020 I had to go I had to go to Woodbury to get milk and to get groceries because Maplewood was pretty much shut down. They thought they was going to turn up out here. So speaking of salons, and, and this is how white supremacy works. People need to be very clear on this. I was in line getting ready to pay, or I was I was shopping, just, you know, going through the aisles, trying to rush and get out before one o'clock because they was going to shut down a Woodbury because they probably thought there might have been a turn up. Ain't nobody turning up a Woodbury like that. Anyway, I heard some Karen on the phone talking about, I feel so bad for my hairdresser. You know, she won't be able to book appointments because of all of this. And So, again, what he's basically telling you is we don't give a fuck about no niggas. That, that law and order, he didn't say the N-word, but that's the refined stage of, system, of the system of racism, white supremacy. He wasn't going to say the N-word, but he basically said, hey, law and order. Same thing that Jim Crow Joe saying, law and order. And Crime Kuala said the same thing when she was talking about peaceful protests and, oh, it's got to be peaceful and non-violent and all that. There is no country, there is no race on the planet. There is no culture, there is no person that was being peaceful that achieved anything. Now, they tell that bullshit to black folks and they start using religion as a crutch because they know that 
if we and i'm gonna say the same thing that the black authority said if they were to tell black people to that the bible now is revised and you must fight against racism white supremacy this is a divine order niggas would drop the bible in a heartbeat they know that so she's using these little weasel words saying hey look you know um peaceful protest you know um i don't want you negroes to get out of line because you know i can lock you up like i did all those other niggas and have you out there working you know like the plantation have you doing free labor like we did in california you know i could do that so she wanted it she wanted it to be known that hey we don't want no destruction of property going out here so she's no different than um than you know the gop actually when you really look at her track record they're if you were to say they would be more right-wing punishments for black folks if you were to really look at her track record and look how she locked black folks up she kind of did like a little lightweight 94 crime bill a little miniature 94 crime bill a little centipede crime bill you know what i'm saying so law and order we we're going full core white supremacist law and order he's still saying the thing that Donald J with the toupee saying law and order and all she could really say is i won't be lectured by you she got all defiant she turned up she showed her disdain at at uh at vice president pinch and she was looking at him if you guys noticed something have it has anybody noticed in that debate she was looking at him with the same disdain and disgust as when they asked her the question about what she's gonna do for the descendants of the slaves well i ain't gonna do anything for black people no. she was she looked and i'm telling you that that looks that disgust and her little shriveled up turkey neck when you seen that and you see how her eyes was looking it was the same disgust and disdain that she showed and a lack of respect when they asked her what she was gonna do for black folk i'm not gonna do anything for black folks and she reared back and she showed her true color she reared back if you were to cut that audio off i talk about this all the time she reared back bounced looked to the left to the right and showed her disgust if she wasn't smiling she wasn't and that that's what i'm telling you that's when you hear i'm really going to go hard on the popeyes fried chicken negro spiritual people tonight i mean i'm probably going to say some things that is really going to turn y'all off but i don't care you came to the bagland podcast you're not talking this ain't john lewis okay all right so she says i won't be lectured by he i won't be lectured by you she said it two times so old pence you know, I looked up Pence. Pence was a lawyer, and he actually challenged George W. back in, I believe, 2001 for the No, the no Child Left Behind Act that they tried to pass. Now, the No Child Left Behind Act was this old standardized testing. Um, it's kind of a little bullshit testing, standardized testing that you get, and it really doesn't test on whether or not you know it, so they kind of gets past you. But Pence challenge george w about that and i didn't know that pence was a was in the house of representatives you know pence was in congress so i used to look and be like well pence is really really quiet he's really really quiet and cunning he's like a real sharp he's like an old quiet wolf he don't say a whole lot but 
you know, you could tell he got things up his sleeve. And when he started bringing up Crime Koala's track record with black folks, the commentator didn't really want to give him more time. Oh, you spoke too much. Crime Koala would not atone for it. I had family members talking about, well, you know, what if she repented and all that? No, you, what you do when you repent, you repair. You don't just say, I'm sorry, and I ask for forgiveness. And then now when we bring it up again, you turn your nose up and you start talking and you don't want to admit it. No, when you repent, that means you have to admit. And when you repent, then you need to be making the pathway towards repair. How are you going to repair these lives? You can't really give these niggas lives back. Oh, when you see, when you see the, you know, um, dodging the question while we dodge the bullet, when you see this cover that I'm going to have, um, you're going to enjoy it. This is going to be a beautiful mosaic of all the black folks that she locked up and kept them in jail longer than what, what their time was so they could work on the plantation industrial complex. You're dealing with a real demon. Well, I'm scared. You got to vote down on jail with two pay out. I'm not scared. You terrified, petrified, rumpelstiltskin ass niggas. You can, you can be terrified if you want. We don't need to be scared. We need to be mindful. We need to be watchful. As my uncle said, you need to be watchful. She smirked again when they talked about prosecuting black folks. Have you noticed that? When Pence mentioned that, she smirked again. I'm like, this heifer smirking every time she talks about prosecuting black people. Why are you smirking so much? This ain't no funny ass situation. I wasn't laughing. This isn't funny. So it amuses you of our pain. Well, let's see how much amusement happens when Donald J with the toupee takes the Iron Throne because the descendants of the slaves is going to tell you to hold your own nuts. I mean, tits. You hold your own tits. And Jim Crow joke had hold his own 94 crime bill. Because I'm staying home. You guys refuse to talk to, to talk to Dr. Claude Anderson. You refuse to talk to the black media because you know they're going to get on your track record. You focus solely on Benjamin Bedbucks and Brenda Bedwinch. Those are your number one voter. See, what they want to do is they want to focus on the single, strong, the strong black single mother. They want to pick. They want to pick their Benjamin Bedbucks, Bedbucks, and their Brandisha Bedwinches. That's what they really want to do. They, they, that's what they're focused on. Because they know that the descendants of the slaves and niggas that's on code, they're going to be like, wait a minute, this is a transactional effort in the year of our Lord 2020. This is a transactional effort in the year of our Lord 2020. No more freebies. They always want to talk about, well, you know, black folks been on welfare. No, it's mainly white folks on welfare. That's usually who's, that's really who's on welfare. So they want to make it seem like we getting freebies and the, 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 the do nothing demonic Democrats. Y'all want to continue to bring in unearned illegals, immigrants who are receiving unearned benefits and prioritizing them over the descendants of the slaves. I'm going to keep speaking this gospel to the day I die. These are basic facts. Why should we vote for the Democrats? 
Why, Castle Black Folks on the Night's Watch? Why should we vote for the Do Nothing Demonics? Lesser to evil. Then there was another thing that I wrote down. Uh, uh, this should be the model of what the uh, what America should be. I'm the model of what the uh, 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 what my record should be. So basically, your model of ignoring McStreet Richardson, ignoring the race soldiers, not prosecuting the race soldiers, locking up all these black folks, and then laughing at niggas during it, telling us we ain't gonna do anything. Telling, telling us you're not going to do anything about it. Something's happened to the, my display here. Screensavers were acting weird. Hold on. Let me go to my display settings. We're going to get a little bit of IT tonight. Okay. So it says battery power turn off. No, we don't want to turn that off. Let's see, four hours plugged in. See, 45 minutes, goes to sleep after four hours. Plugged in, goes to sleep after. No. Hey. What's going on? All right. So. So look. So, so basically. She tried to basically base her, her, her model saying, well, you know, I have a good model. I'm a good model for America and my model of my track record should be this. And we're like, you know, we're not going to follow your model. You didn't say anything. Why should you vote for, why should you vote for me? You didn't give any reason why black folks should vote for you. I will not be lectured. You won't lecture me. You know, that's all she got to talking about. I won't be lectured. So another question I have is what is Skeletor Pelosi and the demonic do nothings? What are they doing about these Dems in Louisville? Why have they not launched an investigation? I know the black media covered it, but these are some questions for my listeners right now. If you want to talk about justice for Breonna Taylor, you want to use her name. You want to use her name, but you really don't want to do anything for Breonna Taylor, for the justice of Breonna Taylor. You don't want to do anything about it. You just want to talk. Because chokehold bans have nothing to do with a woman that was sleeping in her home for a fake falsified and Perjured, if that's a word. They committed perjury. Professor Black Truth had uncovered it and found out that those cops committed perjury to get that search warrant. That search warrant was illegitimate. The post office did not want to work with the race soldiers. The post office already had problems with the race soldiers. The police officers that murdered her had to call another police department to reach out to the post office, which the post office said, hey, we don't see anything suspicious about any male going to this home. So you had no reason to be there. You ambushed and lynched her. And now you tried to figure out other ways to throw her through the mud while she's in her grave. But you don't hear anything about Pelosi basically saying, hey, life sentences with no parole, death penalty for the race soldiers who murdered this sister. You're not hearing them say that. 
Why? Poloski, Jim Crow Joe, and Kamala is 50,000 times worse than Donald J. with the toupee. They are the most devilish people on the face of the planet. Got to stand on that. Because it ain't adding up. I want to talk about staying in the question mode and the four wall concept. We're going to bring that up a little bit. Okay. So let's, let's go into this here. You still got your Popeye's poverty pimp clergy cult that's so excited. Well, she had her sorority sisters. Lesser two evil. They was marching and you know, black women, they gonna vote. Okay. After your little symbolic jubilee and your little two piece with your honey on your biscuit. Okay. What's the agenda? You start asking the civil rights relics or should I say fossils and the old niggas, what's the agenda? And they have no explicit and specific agenda, nor tangibles, nor measurable plan of action for young black folk. They mention no life sentences, death penalties for offenders of the domestic terror ambush lynchings. Shout out to Bagland DP myself for coining that domestic terror ambush lynchings. Because you know they love to thank the police for their service. See, I want to peel back even more layers of the Popeye chicken Negro spiritual people. We are dealing with a society, a subterranean cowardice society, which will tell you that you should thank the police for getting your ass whooped on a bridge in Selma. A lot of these old niggas think like that. That's what they believe. And we reject it. Just like the black folks that was in Watts that turned up in the 60s and turned up in the 90s. They rejected the Popeye Shicker Negro spiritual people. They say, you know what? You're telling us to turn down and stay home. We getting shot by race soldiers. We're getting a blit. I mean, you have to go as far as to assume that some of these race soldiers in LA in the LAPD in Los Angeles, they were raping black women as well. We might as well go as far to make that assumption. We got to go as far to say, Hey, Oklahoma, you had a, you had a guy pulling a Reese Taylor. You had a race soldier pulling a Reese Taylor raping black women left and right. There was many a Reese Taylor. Y'all should watch the documentary about that Reese Taylor. Black women getting sexually assaulted by race soldiers. There's a race soldier in law enforcement. This piece of shit down in Oklahoma. They didn't want to really send him to jail. He done raped over 30 black women. And uh, you have the nerve that these old ass niggas is telling you to turn down. Because they was turned down when they was, they were cowards when they were your age. We have no defense. And when we start thinking and speaking about taking action, 
and defending ourselves, we're told to go home. And all them old niggas told the youth in Ferguson to calm down and stay home. Well, just vote. You gotta vote. Voting will, will change it all. That's the same misguided information they told us over a decade ago. Just go, go to college, get your generals. Okay, generals for what? Well, just go. Not math, not computer science. They told us take art, liberal arts and all that bullshit, nothing measurable, liberal arts. Everybody I know that went to South High talking about liberal arts, them niggas, listen, they not, they not making what they supposed to make, man. They're not. But that's what they tell us. They misguide us. And they do that on purpose, man. That's the sickening part about it. But going into the four wall concept, this is a concept that I studied. Thank God for Neely Fuller. Where, and this is this really, he didn't want to say the name because he like he don't want to do no name calling, but I will. The Popeye's chicken Negro spiritual people and the civil rights cowards, what they have done is they have cultivated a coward class. And really what they tell the youth is, well, gotta vote go to vote and go sign up and go to church that's what they tell you to do but as fuller said we put too much power in a building okay the four wall concept is well and correct me if i'm not correct but the four wall concept is what i got from him is you got black folks to be running around talking about, well, let's make an organization. Let's all come together. And then they have their luncheon. Let's all come together. They get their fried chicken and their little two piece and their biscuit and their little holy water or whatever they get. And they come together and they discuss the same thing over and over. And they say, well, yeah, you know, we safe here. Can't nobody do to nothing this here. And then the white supremacists will say, well, uh, well, we own this. Um, you're going to have to move. Then they find another place and another organization. And then they find some niggas to, to infiltrate. They find a BL bell. They find a BL bell or they hire somebody like crime koala. Or they get a Jack the clown, joy Reed. You know, they'll, they'll get somebody to infiltrate. They'll get a reverend rat Humes or a BL bell. And then what happens is you find another building and they're like, Oh, well, I own that building too, Negroes. Um, you gotta move. Your lease is up. So now, now your organization is broken. No more chicken dinners, no more meetings, no more luncheons. And then what happens is is you're back to square one again. No agenda, no code. That's the four wall concept. We depend on the wall. They don't depend on a code of conduct things that you do and you don't do they're not depending on that they're depending on a chicken sandwich a biscuit you know the good book chucks and everything else they're not depending on a code they're not as i said before jesus kicked niggas out jesus when he found that people were gambling and acting a fool, 
in his father's home in the church he brought that ride out and got the whooping ass it wasn't no well not violent he wasn't doing no gandhi jesus put hands on people for disrespecting his his lord's his lord's home I remember something and this spoke to the Popeye's chicken Negro spiritual people very heavily. When I was watching straight out of Compton, I seen ice cube walking home. Compton PD was turning up mistreating black folks. And you know, he was basically telling them, man, fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are white supremacists. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm coming home from school. And they grabbed him and put his head on the car and his his father did nothing. What that was, let me tell you what that was in that movie. I'm gonna tell you what that was in my analysis. That wasn't about playing it safe and playing it cool. Y'all in South Central, y'all in Compton or wherever y'all at. What that was, was that was quasi similar from a symbolic standpoint to when you had the plantation and the overseers would buck break the males in front of the entire family you understand that was a quasi buck breaking and they threw that little piece in the movie to show, hey, black people are being attacked and they don't have no defense. But they showed a black man standing by his wife, allowing his son to be mistreated and brutalized. They did that for a reason. They put that in the movie for a reason. I want y'all to go back and look at straight out of Compton and look at that scene. That has the Popeye's chicken Negro spiritual people all over it. Because there was another scene that I believe it might have been the Deacons of Defense with Forrest Whitaker. I'm not sure, but I think that movie is a very, very good movie. Excellent movie. Ask some of your Popeye's chicken Negro spiritual niggas from the age of 65 or 60 plus ask them about the deacons of defense and if they don't tell you that them niggas was riders then those niggas are cowards if they don't tell you that they're riders them niggas is cowards don't ask them for no advice there was a scene in the deacons of defense of going off topic a little bit but not too much there was a scene in the deacons of defense where forrest whitaker was basically you know he wanted to ride he couldn't see other people riding they started attacking black folks and it was either that movie or it was another movie i think it was this movie but it was it was a movie where basically um his daughter was basically like hey look i'm trying to be you know she was on some revolutionary shit, and they didn't want her to go be a revolutionary they told her they wanted her to stay home because it was dangerous. I mean, you may not come back home. So I guess he must have slapped his daughter or some shit like that. And she must have came out and told him, like, well, you don't do that to them white folks. You put your hands on me 
in the house, but you don't go do anything about the white supremacists. So that really struck a nerve. That would strike a nerve. That would strike a nerve in any in any man's heart. You let the white supremacists run over you, but then you come in the house and I say something smart to you and you attack me, but you wouldn't slap them. So that was it. There was a Popeye's chicken Negro spiritual preacher. Cause usually it'd be the Negro clergy. It was a Popeye's chicken Negro spiritual clergy. You know, it was some white boys spit on him and he had to, you know, bow his hat and all this type of stuff. And you know, he was speaking against the niggas that was turning up. And after a while he realized, cause he don't want no guns in the trucks and all that. And they coming in the slaughter niggas. And he come to realize like, okay, we gonna have to keep these poles in the church because we ain't got no defense. I mean, you know, we got prayer. We had prayer, but that's not working right now. So what else will we got? They was going to slaughter them black folks. And when they stood up, the deacons of defense stood up in Louisiana, man, that set a certain precedence. It set a certain precedence. Don't trust nobody that tells you do not defend yourself because they won't defend you. They will let you get killed. Don't ever trust nobody that tells you, well, man, don't ever try to defend yourself. You know, you might die. If you start hearing that from niggas, then assume that if you're anywhere with this person, if somebody tries to mistreat you or tries to tries to uh, lynch you, they're going to let it happen. They're going to let it happen. But let's get into this article real quick. Derek Chauvin can leave Minnesota due to safety concerns, Judge says. What this is, people, I'm not even going to go into the article just yet. They're letting you know we are down with the program. I told y'all they're going to try to move the trial out of state. They're letting this nigga go on vacation. He's allowed to leave the neighbor. He's allowed to live in a neighboring state while he awaits trial due to safety concerns. So you know where he's going to go. He might go somewhere in Wisconsin or something like that. He knows he's straight. He might go to Iowa. You know it's going to be a long line. It's going to be a caravan of white supremacists with open arms. Hey, man, you want a beer? You need your mortgage paid? You need, you know what I'm saying? That's how they get down with their people. See, we don't do that. I'm saying as a group, black folks, we don't generally do that. If it was the other way around, we don't really have like a place to stay. We don't have like an underground railroad. We don't have like a Negro union where if a nigga does something to a white supremacist, we'd be like, oh, you know, you stay here, bro. You straight? Yo, you want to leave state? Okay, no, come down here to Chicago. Oh, come down here in North Dakota. We don't have like a little underground railroad for revolutionaries. We don't really have something for, you know, like for example, when the brother was defending himself against the race soldiers in Louisville, Kentucky. We don't really have anything where I'm talking about where in any state he goes, he's straight. You good. Morgan, you good. Yo, your children, because you know, sometimes when you attack the, when you defend yourself against race soldiers, a lot of times you'll lose your job. You'll lose everything. We don't really have nothing where your kids going to be straight. Your kids, kids going to be straight. You know what I'm saying? We don't really have nothing where it makes sure that 
you know, oh, they college is straight. They build, fuck college. They business, uh, they business funding is straight for them to create a, for, you know, create a business because they might lock you up and do something. They might try to Sanja Bland you. You know what I'm saying? They might try to alpha write you. They might try to do anything to you. And we don't have anything like that. Now let's go into the article. It says NBCnews.com quoting October 9th in the year of our Lord 2020 at 1218 Central Standard Time. Derek Chauvin, the former race soldier charged in the killing of George Floyd, can leave Minnesota due to safety concerns, a judge said Friday. Facing murder, a man started charges after video showing him kneeling on Mr. Floyd's neck for about eight minutes during an arrest on May 25th. He was charged in May and was in custody for months prior to his release in jail. Now, I told y'all before, they gave this nigga a cell phone. You know what I'm saying? He, he was making phone calls and, you know what I'm saying? They told the black guards, well, you know, you might feel bad about this case, so we don't think you'll be able to handle it. So we only got white guards up here. So they did that. That was on Star Tribune. A Hennepin County judge said in a ruling Friday that the Department of Corrections provided evidence that unidentified safety concerns have, have arisen in Chauvin's pretrial conditional release. But they're not saying what that is. So you can live in a neighboring state. So what are the neighboring states? Hold on. All right. What are the neighboring states? Let me see here. It's a nice little track right here. Okay. So I'm looking at a map. God damn it. Okay. So the neighboring states are North Dakota. That's another white supremacist haven. South Dakota. He might even be in Nebraska, but is North Dakota. South Dakota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois. Well, that's when well, I guess Illinois wouldn't be neighboring a neighbor, but definitely the neighboring states would be Wisconsin, Iowa. So anything to the left, right. Shit, that nigga might be up in Canada or some shit. But it's going to be Wisconsin, Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota. I'm going to tell you guys something. You know, I was going to get some paper towels out here in Vadness Heights. And I happened to see some Hispanic guy in this big ass pickup truck with some Trump signs and his little blue lives matter sign. You know, the, the sign where it's like dark blue and white, you know, support the police. He had like five flags in his pickup truck. Like he was going out of his way to let people know what he was supporting. You see what I'm saying? And he had this little goofy ass little honker with some little honky thing, little honker things. He, uh, it's like a little horn or some shit. He was putting out the window and honking. And I'm like, if you don't get your goofy ass out of here. All right. So look, the judge's order also said that Chauvin will have no permanent address in the public court info system, but must report his new address to his conditional release officer who can share it with the Hennepin County Sheriff's office court security division the prosecution and the defense see that's codified what they're doing they're basically saying we're gonna take care of you he'll also be required to keep a cell phone at all times and answer all calls from the doc 
all other bond conditions will remain in place ordered the judge including not working in a security capacity no contact with floyd's family and no firearms or firearm permits he ain't got to worry about that because you've seen how his house was you seen all them race soldiers that was that, that was tooled up making sure he's straight he ain't got to worry about that he got he got his own security ain't nobody gonna do nothing to him you understand ain't nobody gonna touch him they know that that's why they're like man we gonna free him we gonna let him out it should be no bail he should be still sitting up in oak park heights but see here's another case here to uh, the orlando sentinel.com reported this now this is a black man found hanging from a tree at an orlando park you notice these black men are being hanged in parks ruled suicide there we go now the family said we're not gonna let this go family members found a black man hanging in a tree they say they believe his death was not a suicide that's what they say um now the orlando police department and medical examiner's office they've already determined it Navon Baker, 22 years old. He's found dead on Sunday at 3.45 a.m. in Barker Park near Camping World Stadium in the Washington Shores neighborhood. If you guys notice that they always find these black folks in parks and they found them at like, you know, by uh, government centers and government offices hanging by a rope from a tree. Alarming circumstances that his family and many in the Orlando community say deserve increased scrutiny. Now, his mother says, I'm not done with the situation. It's just beginning. Nothing's going to stand for this. Nobody's going to stand for this in this community. OPD spokeswoman Autumn Jones said Thursday the investigation is concluded with the determination of suicide. A case synopsis from the medical examiner, which OPD released Friday, ruled the manner of death suicide. Now, y'all got to remember about Alpha Wright. These pathologists is hired by the state and you know these race soldiers they will get on code with each other and come up with a story to try to circumvent justice i'm looking at a picture of this brother 22 years old the orlando sentinel requested the medical examiner's autopsy report but the agency said the final report has not been completed the Sentinel has also requested photos from the OPD of the scene and the body because James said that she knows injuries, including swelling on his nose, bumps on his forehead, and a misaligned jaw when she saw his body in the morgue. The Sentinel does not intend to publish the photos. Now, the mother said, my son didn't hang himself. I know my child. James said she requested the OPD let her see any photos or videos from the scene and of her son's body from the night of his death, but they have not given it to her now do you guys remember when alfred wright when his family was trying to find out information and how vague and how they were using vague and ambiguous terms and words of being deflective she said there was absolutely no other injuries to the body oh jones said that i'm sorry i'm sorry okay no no so james is the mother she said i know my child he didn't hang himself so she said, we're not going to let this go. The community is not going to let this go. She said she has no reason to believe her son committed suicide. 
but then Jones said there was absolutely no other injuries to the body. So Jones is the, the police, the race soldier spokesperson. Then Jones also said officers have exhausted all leads at this time. There's no evidence of foul play of any physical struggle. This is a tragic case of suicide. We are keeping the victim, his families and friends in our thoughts during this difficult time. See, that's some bullshit. They use that term. They use that all the time. You see, it says that OPD officers were called to the park. They attempted life-saving measures, but were unsuccessful. The report said, we don't know that. Officers then spoke with people in the area, including the man who found Baker while walking his dog and a man who'd been sleeping nearby inside a park pavilion. None said they knew what led up to his death. So a man was sleeping in the park. Then a man was walking his dog, found him. But all of a sudden, you can't find anything. Donations to the GoFundMe for Baker's funeral costs have soared past $3,600. Um... Now it's at $6,300 for $8,000 gold uh, Navan's funeral arrangements. Now I'm looking at the GoFundMe right now on October 5th. Now, now again, when you start talking about these demonic do-nothings that want us to vote, what's up with Navan Baker? What are y'all going to do to investigate that? Black folks being found hung in California. Black folks being found hung in all these different places. It says here on the GoFundMe, it was created four days ago. This brother was 22 years old, found hanging from a tree in Orlando. They said, he said, this was an unexpected death that left my family with many unanswered questions behind his murder. I'm glad that they phrased it as a murder. This wasn't no damn suicide. I don't believe it. He said, my brother gave his life to Christ and was a good kid with aspirations of becoming an electrician. He was taken away from us and I'm asking for donations to help send him off with a proper burial. This is another reason why the descendants of the slaves need reparations. We get ambushed, lynched, and murdered. You get these weird ass uh, conclusions from these race soldiers and law enforcement talking about, well, it's a suicide and this, that, and the third. It's hard for us to pay for the burials. You dig? I'm looking at this brother right here. He looks happy. He looks like, a, you know, he wants to be an electrician. This don't add up to me. An electrician is a great career to be in. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to that brother, Navan Baker. I think he was ambushed and lynched. I agree with the mother. They said... Now notice this, this is kind of, it kind of reminds me, okay, um, it kind of reminds me of the brother that was lynched by the race soldiers and then they made fun of him in Colorado. They choked him to death. James said her son was a gentle soul who had graduated from Jones High School. He was living with her and his grandmother at their home not far from Barker Park, and she said that they had seen him just hours before he was found dead. James said she doesn't trust OPD at this point to conduct a thorough investigation into his death. I wouldn't either. 
Now, the article also says this summer across the nation, multiple black people were found fatally hung in public places and their deaths ruled suicide by law. But the concerning circumstances evocative of the traumatic history of racist lynchings of black people, including in central Florida, have prompted activists, families and experts to raise questions, which we should. That's a lot of questions. I'm looking at another article. This is from the Washington Post, but it says police say deaths of black people by hanging or suicide. Many black people aren't so sure. Now, June 22nd of 22, uh, June 22nd uh, of you know this year, I'm looking and seeing it says New York, Texas, California, black folks hanging from trees. You know, you dig. We're not stupid. We we know what lynchings are. We know what hangings are. But this is another reason. This is another reason. And people will say, well, you know, this is a reason to vote. No, it's not. What are you going to do about this? U.S. Today, U.S. Uh, USA Today got some of these, you know, they got the fettuccine Alfredos. They done charged extremists and domestic terror and what the hell happened to this hold on let me open this back up this is acting janky now they got these white supremacists talking about they want to create a civil war they want to kidnap the uh the governor in michigan they want to kidnap the governor 13 members of an anti-government group are charged in a plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who the group targeted in a possible commando raid on the state capitol. And this group is called the Wolverine Watchmen. They want to storm the capitol. Some of these guys, they found out that they were a part of that. You know, you remember when them rednecks showed up with their AR-15s and all that shit? They showed up and showed their ass and basically said they weren't going to follow the law. Okay. They refused. They said they weren't going to follow the law. Okay. And it looks like the FBI, the Fedexini Alfredos and the Michigan state attorney outlined felony domestic terrorism charges against the group's organizers who planned on hurling Molotov cocktails at, at police officers who tried to stop the kidnapping. This is a federal affidavit. Members of the group brought weapons, conducted surveillance, and held training and planning meetings, but they were foiled in part because the FBI infiltrated the group with informants, according to a criminal complaint. Six are charged with federal kidnapping offenses, and at least others with state charges. Now listen to this. All right, before we go into this real quick, I want to open up the affidavit. I've got that. This should have been attempted murder, conspiracy. See, when they put Larry Hoover and Jeff Ford up, when Obama's coward ass attacked Gaddafi, I mean, they came up with all types of different shit to give them. I mean, these dudes probably ain't going to get life sentences. Listen to the charges, kidnapping offenses and state charges. How do you get a state charge for a domestic terrorist? You know what I'm saying? They're letting these people go. They, they use the word extremists. But it says organizers of the domestic terror plot talked about murdering tyrants or talking, taking a sitting governor. 
You dig? Discussions including 200 men to storm the Capitol building in Lansing, kidnap hostages, and try the governor for treason. They had tasers and night goggles and... I mean, come on, man. What this was, it says that one of the FBI's used confidential informants as part of the investigation and paid one of them more than 14 bands and another 8,600 bands. More than a dozen people from several states met in Dublin, Ohio on June 6th and talked about creating a society that followed the U.S. Bill of Rights in which they would be self-sufficient. So then they were going to basically craft up a militia. But when they start talking about the Bill of Rights and when they start talking about the Constitution, when the framers wrote the Constitution, they weren't writing it for us. They weren't writing it for foundational black Americans. They were writing it for white supremacists to benefit them. So it's like they're saying, well, I want to we're not going to follow the law. We're going to use the Bill of Rights in the Constitution to not follow the law. That's really what they're saying. Snatch and grab. They're using all these different terms. I mean, man, let's look at this affidavit. Okay, let me pull this up. Let, let's pull up, pull this up. Now, the United States District Court, United States of America versus Adam Fox, Barry Croft. Um, hold on. Ah, damn it. Adobe Acrobat bullshitting. Okay. Come on, damn it. I don't want to hear about this default. Okay, here we go. All right. So Adam Fox, Barry Croft. So the U United States of America versus Adam Fox, Barry Croft, Ty Garbin, Caleb Franks, Daniel Harrison, Brandon Caserta. Um, the date of June 2020 to the present. Conspiracy to commit kidnapping in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So it looks like the FBI conducted numerous investigations under domestic terrorism, counterterrorism, counterintelligence programs, espionage, terrorism, domestic extremism investigations. They use evidence from residences, telephone providers, electronic devices, cell phones, computers. They got probable cause. I mean, this sounds worse. This sounds equivalent or if not worse than the COINTEL pro investigation against the Panthers. And they're talking about state charges for some of these dudes. Anybody, you know what, had these been some niggas, they would have had us under man, under lock and key. I mean, man, they would have had us under so many different Rico acts. They would have came about the woodwork with it. You dig? FBI has paid CXS one. That was a rat. They got, they paid a government rat $8,600 for his expenses. And the rat does not have a criminal history and is being deemed reliable for the FBI. So what that's telling you is they're getting rats that ain't even got no criminal history. Information given by CHS one has been shown to be reliable and corroborated through review of recordings of physical surveillance. That meeting was recorded and, and, and provided to the FBI. So they're finding rats that ain't even got no criminal record. Wow. Okay. Then it said that the, the society was going to be created 
uh, using following the Bill of Rights so they could be self-sufficient. Um, they believed uh, several members talked about state governments they believed were violating the U.S. Constitution, including the government of Michigan and governor. They talked about murdering tyrants and taking a sitting governor. Um, let me see what else they said. They attempted recruitment of other militia groups. So that, that falls under the RICO too. Engaging in remote areas of Michigan for firearms training and tactical drills. So that's conspiracy right there. They needed 200 men. They had a meeting in Dublin, Ohio. They had a telephone call. They explained they would try the governor of Michigan for treason and they would execute the plan before the elections. Black folks ain't doing shit like this, man. So that's why they say they want us to break our back to vote, man. Fuck them. Fuck the Democrats. All right. Now, something... Now, October 1st, it looks like there was three new murder hornet sightings reported in Washington. So we're, we're, you know, we're, uh, we're basically, you know, we're staying up on a sex trip and murder hornets. You dig? We're, we're, we're making sure we staying up on the sex trip and murder hornets. Now it looks like here. Uh, what news? CBS News did this. Okay, so it says after several weeks with no confirmed sightings, Washington officials said that this week that three more Asian giant hornets have been spotted in the state. Only two of the hornets, dubbed murder hornets, were captured. The hornets were spotted by a local res resident southeast of Blaine in Whatcom County. Now we ain't talking about Blaine, Minnesota. We're talking about Washington State. So people tell me it's gonna be an invasion. No, it's only three. Now, the Department of Agriculture said this week that two of the hornets were captured and the third was photographed attacking a wasp nest. So he was basically getting his sex tripping going on right away. Looks like some people shared it on Facebook. These are some pretty, pretty big hornets. I mean, they pretty, pretty large. It says the new sightings bring the total number of murder hornets found in the state to 12 since they were first spotted in Whatcom in 2019. So over like a year, you only got about 12. That's not an invasion. The megalomaniacal masochistic mainstream media will tell you otherwise. So shout out to the sex trip and murder hornets. Gang, gang. So what else do we got tonight? I might save this for next time. But one thing I did want to talk about a little bit is what is working knowledge. Now, from an information technology standpoint, what is working knowledge? Okay. The level of competency of the term working knowledge. How is that described? Now, Sometimes I use this forum called the workspace.stackexchange.com. Stack Exchange has a lot of good stuff. So this is what one technician said. He said he started looking for jobs and he encountered the term working knowledge. And he says, I do not really understand what the term means. And I'm wondering what kind of task I will be expected to do with working knowledge of a given software and language. Specifically, the job post I said asked for working knowledge of assembly language 
And I had an encounter with the assembly language when I worked through the Raspberry Pi tutorial where the goal is to write very simple operating system in assembly. However, I have never done any coding of my own in a language, so I do not feel like I could do any useful work with my assembly knowledge. So somebody responded to him saying, as a senior level engineer of 26 years of experience, he said in many interviews, generally when we ask a candidate, a candidate about working knowledge, for example, a programming language, we want to know if she or he can sit down and write functional program in that language. You don't need to be an expert, but you need to have done some real work with it or use it extensively in school if you're a recent graduate. Now using the language example you gave in your question, I would probably would rate you as having working knowledge, or I would probably would not would not rate you as having working knowledge. You get points for being exposed to it versus a candidate who had never seen it before, but I keep it at that level on my resume. And you know what? I was talking to one of the prior students of the Microsoft Technology Associate program, you know, that I helped instruct some years back. And one of the brothers had gave me a phone call the other day and said, hey man, you know, the dislocated worker program that, that we talked about, you know, the vendor is on some BS talking about you can't take this class and that class or whatever. And I said, OK, who's cutting the check? I went straight to the, to the question mode. Who's cutting the check? Oh, well, the state cutting the check. I said, well, the vendor, if they want their bread, they better straighten up. I said. When you got somebody, a lot of times with black folks, they want to hit us with this, oh, get the ComC and Network Plus and A Plus. What it was is they found out you were trying to basically get the Azure and AWS cracking and they want to circumvent you and subvert you and they want to have you go over there and start fucking with these little bullshit certifications. No, we want to get you into the 65 to 85 range within the next two to three years. So we not about to, uh, you know, you've already been in the game with help desk and infrastructure support. There's really no point for you to break your neck. If you get into another position, have them pay for the CompTIA. But if the dislocated worker program is talking about paying for something in the cloud, then you ride them for that. The vendor don't get to tell you what, what you can't take. You're cutting them the check. See a lot of these vendors, what they do is they, and what he's, what he's told me from his reports is they hire this old minority people of color. Oh, well, you know, we need to steer you into this and you should take CompTIA. Hey, Malcolm, be a carpenter. Don't be a lawyer. Nobody you be a carpenter, Malcolm. No, 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 no. We're not being a carpenter, carpenter, Malcolm. We're being the lawyer. We're being the blood-sucking Hannibal Lecter, Cannibal Lecter lawyer. No, no. Get that AWS. Get that AWS Solutions Architect and get that Azure Administrator certification. Because that CompTIA shit, I mean, you've been doing that in your career anyway. Hold up. No. It's a little chilly in here. Let me close the window. Yeah, no, nah, we we not about to do we not got to go that route. We not doing that, man. So look, speaking of which, let's do some research. So the question was, all right, so who who does? Let's look at the AWS Solutions Architect training. 
And like I told him, you want a subject matter expert. You want a AWS solutions engineer that will be instructing the class. So the best thing I recommend for somebody to do, okay, let's look at the AWS certified solutions architect certification. And then look, let's look at the, uh, at the Microsoft Azure. And then we can find out who are people that they regard as to be, um, vendors. And that's what you want to go with, man. You don't want to go with these people telling you. Cause the eight, okay. The Azure administrator salary, even if you don't have a lot of help desk experience, if you're exposed to that, you could probably command 55 plus like, look, the Azure experience for an administrator, they said from 40 to 98, 40, that ain't, I don't know. They tripping. I don't know what the hell. They tripping. Let's go to Glassdoor. The average is 100 bands. Yeah, 90. Yeah, see. But see, they go in there. Even 87. I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. You could you could get your Azure administration certification, and you should be able to command. Even if you ain't even been touching it at the job, you should at least be able to get 55, man. And in the dislocated worker program, see that's why they try to tell you. Listen to this. Now, at nigelfrank.com, nine future-proof Microsoft Azure jobs. So I accept the policy. They keep asking for cookies. Thanks to the continued dominance of cloud computing, there's never been a better time to start a career in the world of Microsoft Azure. In the world of, let me say, the world of Microsoft Azure. Yeah, Junior, listen, man. A junior zero to three years is making 80. Am I lying or not? You know what I'm saying? Now they're talking about developers, but the administrator, it makes at least zero to three years, 80 bands. Azure consultant. It's going to take a little while for you to get that Azure DevOps engineer, Azure security data scientist. No. Okay. Hold on. Yeah, you know, as an Azure administrator, just to administer the software, that, that that should pay about 80. Because there's a lot of people that don't know what to do. And you need to know what to do. How to become an Azure administrator. And this is from an old article. Hold on. Now, we're we going to dig into this a little bit because people are getting a lot of misinformation. I think it's the AZ-103 exam prep. Now the basic skills of the Azure administrator, they say you need a clean under a clear understanding of core computing, cloud computing, the basic functioning of networking, database so software and servers, basic Microsoft uh, knowledge is mandatory. It's nice to have PowerShell 365. It's good to have programming, you know, um, HTML, SQL server, JavaScript, Yeah, see. Yep, the AZ-103, that's what you want. The AZ-103, the average annual salary for an Azure administrator is 100 bands. It can vary from 80 to 125. That, that's what I'm trying to say. And I'm trying to, I was telling his brother, that's why they wanted him to get the N plus and all this other bullshit. I said, nah. And going back to the AWS Certified Solutions Architect, I mean, you should be able to at least get 
it's an associate position 130 minutes to complete the exam 150 bucks multiple choice i mean i recommend anybody that's getting into information technology that wants to move their career up i say rock with the uh aws solutions architect certification and azure because that's gonna keep you out of the help desk plantation graveyard so let's see if we can't find now they got something on here they got a okay training and certification so i'm on aws right now so i'm trying to find a vendor for this brother real quick hold up see what we can find let's look at the training and certification i need to give me another membership myself now they got a cloud fundamentals six hours aws cloud practitioner essentials second edition compute serverless computing okay um okay now they got exam readiness yeah this is something that he might want to look at but I don't know how much this costs. I think it, yeah, it's a free course. It's a two hour course. They got an exam readiness, AWS certified solutions, architect associate course. So basically it's telling you navigating the logistics of the exam process, understanding exam structure, question types, un identifying questions for architectural concepts, interpret the concepts being tested by exam. I mean, it's two hours long, you know, but, and it has all these modules. So it's kind of telling you some of the, th I mean, th these are things that you want to know. This is, this is something. And then look, I'm, I'm going to say something. This is something that the Popeye's chicken, Negro spiritual people ain't going to tell you. They not, they not going to tell you. They going to tell you get sit tight sit back and stand by I'd rather than fuck around and find out they ain't coming from the fuck around to find out they're like oh well you just sit back sit back and stand by yeah no we don't do that yeah that's what you that's what y'all need to do brothers and sisters of the bagland podcast <clears throat> you want to be in a position um where you're in a bartering mode you know, that that's the best thing that you want to really be able to do. And I always like to harp on accelerate. Uh, hold on, wait a minute. Let me promote these black owned businesses here because accelerateclasses.com. They're running a special. And since we're talking about, we talked about politics already. Um, we talked about tangibles. Let's talk about. Let's talk about tech and accelerateclasses.com. I always like to promote them. Um, some good folks out of Atlanta um, promoting you, uh, providing you with boot camps 
for Microsoft Excel data analytics, SQL, Aura, and data visualization tools. And right now, let me see. I think they got a deal going on $50 off until Sunday. So it'll be brand new self-paced courses and practice data sets for brand new topics. So these will be released through November 15th to 30th. And this is going to be the only, only chance to purchase through Sunday. They got a new installment of payment options. So people say, man, I can't afford it. I ain't got the money. Well, they got a payment plan. Four new practice data sets, self-paced, self-paced boot camps, assigned exercises, assignment audits, Q and a form via Slack. I always talk about Slack. Um, you know, and you get a certificate after the program. These are some good black folks that's providing this here. You know, I actually got on the phone and was talking to one of the people. They, they, they good. They good people, man. So y'all might want to check that out. Another thing uh, I wanted to look at is network world, Networkworld.com. Um, there's a program called Ranger and it allows you to navigate your Linux files. I think I talked about that just a little bit where, you know, um, a lot of people don't like Linux, but if you learn how to use Linux, you could be very dangerous and very powerful and you could command a rate that you want per hour for consulting. Um, but Ranger is a great tool for, for providing a multi-level view of your Linux files and allowing you to both browse and make changes using arrow keys and some handy commands. So, you know, Ranger, they said it allows you to move around in your Linux file system, going in and out of subdirectory, view text file content, and even make changes to files without leaving a tool. So it runs in the terminal window and it lets you navigate by pressing arrow keys. Um, now to install the Ranger, it says you use the standard install command, sudo apt install Ranger. Um, I think I'm going to test this out um, this weekend. I think this will be really good, you know, for people to consider. Um, so let's go ahead and promote these black owned businesses. You know, I normally do this at the beginning, but let's do this at the end here. So we want to promote our brother here, Phil Solomon restoration, LLC, wall repair, toilet installation, cabinets, doors, sinks, painting, carpentry. Um, the brothers hiring for 15 to $20, 15 to 20 hours per week at $15, $15 an hour. 15 15 dollars an hour um and the start time is from 5 p.m to monday through friday now he has limo services he's looking for truck drivers um cdl is not required 20 dollars an hour for the truck driving so go to phil solomon inc at outlook.com and he's looking for painters Green Royal videos, hit me up on beingblackandit.com and I'll hook you up with this brother. Um, centerfiretacticalgear.com, get your tactical gear. Redstone Firearms out of California, those are some good brothers. Go to www.onpointarmsllc.com, get your firearms, you're gonna need them. Go to www.itmasterkey.com to get your online certifications. Go to www.iwantamask.com to get your KN95 mask. I ordered some a couple times. Excellent quality. Shipping out of Houston, Texas. 
and go to www.thesafetypouch.com. This allows you to keep your wallet in no reaching distance if the race soldiers pull you over. And go to not last but not least, go to last but not least, www.beingblackandit.com. Being Black and IT to get into the information technology game. Now on Amazon Prime. Hope I gave y'all some good game tonight. You know, we covered a lot of different things. Um, I think what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start getting into a lot more tech and providing people with applications, tools, and ways and means of, uh, of obtaining certifications. Because as we all know, you know, I'm working remote. I'm working remote, you know, and um, looking at prospects of my own. And uh, that's one good thing about, you know, you don't necessarily have to deal with the same things that essential workers deal with when you're in the IT field. So we'll see how that goes, you know. Like I said, go to www.beingblackandit.com. Also, you could follow me on the gram at Bagland, at the Bagland podcast. All right, y'all take care. I appreciate y'all.